0: Father, we just thank you right now for your matchless, your mighty, your awesome, your greatness, your your goodness, your love. We just thank you for all that you are to us, Father God. We pray that at this time that you would open our eyes, that we may be able to see what you want us to. Where you want to be to us, Father. We just pray that you would open our ears that we may hear, oh Lord God, everything that you have to say to us, Father. And Lord God, we just command the atmosphere in this house, Father God, to be peaceful and still. And Father, in the name of Jesus, glorify your name. Amen. Amen. How's everybody doing? Good? Awesome. Awesome. I tell you what, I'm in a fight. It's a good fight. The Bible calls it the good fight of faith. Many of you right now are in the same fight. Matter of fact, all of us are in this fight because you know why? There's one thing that the enemy cannot defeat and that is your faith. So if the enemy cannot defeat your faith, then he fights for what you believe. Because our life is an expression of what we believe. That's why the word says you will know them by their fruits. Because you can see that if they confess Christ, but in their lifestyle they deny Christ, then you will know who you're walking with. So it's kind of like, a war zone for many of us right now, and sometimes it's a peaceful time for many of us, depending on your season, which with, with you're going through. But my season, I'm at a fight. I'm in a good fight. I'm in a good fight. I'm in a good fight. So I'm going to start off with 2 Corinthians 20, verse 17. Let's start at 15 or 16. I'm going to start with... And this is a story about King Jehoshaphat. I know there's a long uh, uh, story. So just to sum it up, King Jehoshaphat, he was in a fight. And in his life, the enemies came to surround him. The enemies came to, to battle with him, right? So what he did was, he looked up. He said, God, you know, I need your help. And what we're doing right now is we're going to read that portion. And he, said, and he said, listen, all Judah and inhabitant, inhabitants of Jerusalem, King Jehoshaphat, thus says the Lord to you. Do not be afraid, and do not be discouraged at this great horde. For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. Behold, they will come up by the ascent of Ziz. You will find them at the end of the valley, east of the wilderness of Jeru. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem... Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. Today, go out against them and the Lord will be with you. So now, he was afraid. So he went to God in prayer and said, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. I don't know how, I don't know, when I, t- when I look to the left, the enemy is here. When I look to, in, in front of me, the enemy's right here. When I look to the right, the enemy's here. When I look behind me, the enemy's here. When I look all around, the enemy is surrounding me, God. I don't know what to do. How can I get out of this situation? I've been praying, I'm praying, and now, Lord. And what Jehoshaphat did, he said, God... This is what you said. So what he did was he prayed back what God told him and the promises that God said to him. He said, God, this is what you said. For my eyes are not on myself because I can't trust myself. My eyes are not what I can do because I'm I'm useless. My strength is, 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 I don't even got any strength for this battle. But my eyes are on you. So whenever you move, I got to see this. I got to follow this. So God told him to hold your position. And that's the title of the message is Hold Your Position. So what Jehoshaphat did was he didn't didn't understand the direction. And all of a sudden the prophetic word of the Lord came and said, Listen, Jehoshaphat, you need to hold your position and be still. Jehoshaphat was like, Mayday God. Mayday, mayday, I'm in a warfare. I don't know what to do. I'm just crying out to you. I'm crying out to you, God. And so what Jehoshaphat did is that he didn't run to the battle to 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 stand against whatever was happening to him in the flesh. He didn't say, all right, I got enough information here, and I'm going to stand against it. It's, I'm going through hell in my marriage. I'm going to go out and meet my, my husband and tell him in his face. I'm going to go tell my wife in his face. I'm going to go tell my boss how it is. I'm going to go tell my children. I'm going to go and handle my business. But what he did was he said, God, first, my eyes are on you. So many of the times in our fight of faith, what we do is we run to the battle. But what God wants us to do is to run into the presence of God who lives within us first. Because when we run out of the battle in the flesh, we wind up regretting it over and over and over and over and over. But when we run to the spirit of God in us, and we allow us to first not to confront the enemy outside, but to confront the spirit of God inside, then when we do that, then we can get wisdom for the battle. We can get direction for the battle. In those times, in the older times, they, they always looked to the Urim of thunum and they looked for the prophetic word. The Urim of thummim was kind of like a vest with stones in it that it lit up and showed them the direction. But now who knows that inside of us is the Urim of thummim? It's the spirit of God who lives inside of us that we can always learn and look and be conscious of the presence in us first. And then from that presence, we can say, God, which direction as I'm acknowledging you in all my ways, please direct my path because that's what you said. So Jehoshaphat didn't pray what he wanted. He prayed what God said. So sometimes in our warfare, we need to hear God so that we can pray what God would pray over the situation. So then we know that if we pray what he prays, then our prayers will not fall to the ground. So what he did was he went inside to the presence. and He got the prophetic word. The word released the wisdom. Now, in the word of God, Solomon was known for his wisdom. He said, God, give me wisdom. I need, to, I need to help, you know, judge your people. And God gave him wisdom. So, one time, I believe it was because somebody slept on her baby and killed it, that she stole another woman's baby. She said, this is my baby. The lady woke up and said, no, 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 that's my baby. You know, no, 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 give me my baby. Give me my baby. No, this is my baby. And they were fighting for the baby. So they ran. She ran to Solomon. Solomon, she, she took my baby. And the lady's defending herself. Said, no, this is my baby. This is my baby. Long story short. Solomon pulls out a sword. He said, okay. I'm gonna chop this baby in half. You have this part and you have this part. And all of a sudden, one of the ladies said, Please, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Please let her have the baby. Please let her have the baby. Just don't do that. Don't do that. Solomon said, Give that baby to her. He was still enough in the presence of God to discern the emotions of a person, to discern the, the state of the person, to see which person the child belonged to god gave him discernment and the wisdom in that portion now if god would do that for solomon and the spirit of god lives within us i'm reminded of a uh, of a story in the bible where there was a prostitute who got caught in the act They dragged her out, maybe naked, dragged her into the street, threw her on the ground and said, Jesus, the Lord said, stone her. What do you say? Jesus, running into the battle and saying, you know what? (sighs) Stood still. To me, he was riding on the dirt, but to me, he was waiting on what the father had to say. He was waiting on the wisdom. Then... Whoever here is without sin, cast the first stone. Everybody dropped their stones and walked away. He ran up to her and said, Is anybody here to condemn you? She said, No one, Lord. He said, I'm not here to condemn you either. Don't sin no more. And us, as the body of Christ wrestling with the things that we're dealing with in our in our flesh, our sins. If we take the time to run to the presence of God, to get the wisdom of God. Just like Solomon, if he saved this baby from being basically kidnapped, how come God cannot save his babies from adultery? From drug addiction. From pornography. From pushing weight. I met a brother in here. He was, he was pushing. He was almost he was a millionaire. And he's here today. I don't want to shout him out. But he was a millionaire running the streets. Got saved in prison. Come out of prison bringing deliverance to people. Because you have all this. But all of this didn't bring me the wisdom that I got now. Because Christ is my wisdom now. And now, because I have this wisdom, God is just dropping on him watches and stuff just out of nowhere. He didn't even pay for nothing. Just watches out of nowhere. Hey, I just want to bless you. You're my son. I love you. You gave up all of this for me. Here's a Rolex. I don't want to shout you out, brother, man. So what Jehu did is he acknowledged God first. He ran to the presence of God. Now, this is what warfare is. Warfare is no matter what you're going through, no matter what we're facing. One, two. Hello? You guys hear me? This is warfare. No matter what. Oh. Hello? Hello? Weepa. Hello? Where's the congas? But no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, whether we need healing in our body, whether we, whether we need healing in our emotions, whether we're going through sins, whether, whatever it is, warfare is seeing God over your situation. Not seeing your warfare bigger than God, not seeing a little teeny beady God, but a big warfare, because Satan, what he does is he moves to distract you. To make it seem like everything that I'm going through is just, God, you know, where are you, God? I know I've, I've been looking to you and you're not here, but Satan, that's his, that's his plan. To make it seem like we're useless. How many of us right now are, are, are men of God and women of God? Raise your hand. That's awesome. That's awesome. Those of you didn't, who didn't raise your hand, you're still a mighty man and woman of God. Because if you, if you don't raise your hand because you're looking at your state, then you're looking at the old creation, not the new creation in Christ. Because we're all mighty men and women of God. It does not matter what we with the present circumstance that we're in now. Circumstance. What matters is, is that that blood is strong enough to cover us. What matters is, is that he is righteous and mighty enough and glorious enough to engraft us in and call us righteous. All right? So now, what Jehoshaphat could have done was he could have fell back. In army terms, yo, fall back, fall back, fall back. Jehoshaphat didn't fall back. He fell to the ground in prayer. He didn't fall back at all. So what he did was, instead of falling back, he started to hope in God. Now, hoping in God is not the world's hope. Hoping in God is opening up your spirit to God, knowing that I'm expecting you to fulfill and be what you said you're going to be in the word. So I'm hoping, I'm old. I'm, I'm just hoping, I'm opening up my spirit everywhere I go. In my job, you said that you are my protection. In my in my in, in in the streets, you said you are my provider or protection. You know, whatever it is that you know God is going to do in your life. Hope is opening up your spirit. Saying, God, I know that this is what you are to me. I know this is what you are to me. So I'm not falling back. I'm not falling back, God. I'm not going back to the old life, God. I know honey keeps calling me. I know Dexter is ringing my phone, my, my, my doorbell. But I'm not going back, God. I mean, everything in my flesh is, is, is crying out. Go, go, go. But God, I'm going to hold my position right now and hope right now. I know that just like Jehoshaphat said, I have no strength right now for this battle. But if you know that your limitation says stop right here, know your limitations and weakness. If you know your limitations and weakness, then the grace of God will take over from there. There's a story in Matthew chapter... 19, verse 22, where it talks about the rich man who was like, God, how can I? what can I do to get eternal life? I mean, I want eternal life. God said, you know, uh, know, don't commit adultery. Don't steal. You know, don't murder. You you know, whatever. A, B's and C's. He said, I've done that, God. I've done that. I've done that. Tell me what else I need to do. God looking at him and loving him. God is like, I love this guy, man. Let me just, I got to give this to him. He said, give away everything you got. Follow me and be one of my disciples. Walk with me. Learn from me. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. He fell back. He backed off. He said, God, you know, this is like, this is like old D. He said, OMG, God. then all of a sudden he just fell back completely and said I I, I just can't do it because the Bible says that he was bound and, and and held up by so many things including his money and he just fell back he fell back and many of us sometimes it's hard sometimes we don't know how to walk by faith sometimes we don't know how to walk in the love of God. Well, sometimes what we need to do when we're going through something, the foundational position to hold, is that no matter what I'm going through, God, I know you haven't forgotten me because you love me. I know you remember me because you love me. I'm going through hell in my house. I know you love me. My kids are running the street. They're going crazy. they they, 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 they selling drugs, God. I, 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 I told them over and over again, watch themselves, but I... I You know, I know you love me and I know that I'm claiming your promise over my children because you gave me the promise. I pray the promise back to you. Now I can believe that regardless of where they're going through, even if they're in prison, you're going to snatch them. You're going to save them. You are God my answer. So I don't got no time to point my fingers in my kids face. I don't got no time to be depressed. I don't got no time to judge my kids. I don't got no time to throw the Bible at them. I don't got no time to make them feel like they little. I don't got no time to, to, to continue to tell them that, that they're nothing. If they keep selling these drugs, they're gonna die. I don't have to confess death over my children, God. I'm gonna confess your word over my children, God. I'm gonna declare, God, I'm not gonna fall back. I'm not gonna fall back. I'm gonna declare that my children is gonna be in the ministry God I'm going to declare that my children is going to work miracles for you God I'm going to declare Father God that the spirit of death that's trying to get them when they when they busting shots in the street God is not going to hit them God because you're their shield God we have no time to to, to tell our children and and bring out depression on our children pour our anger on our children pour our wrath on our children pour our judgment on our children when God is saying raise up a generation whose heart is after me Raise up a generation who sees me in the portrait of what I really am. But we can't condemn our children to death. This is a fight of faith. And if we make them and and lay over them condemnation, how are they going to have confidence in God? The Bible says don't cast away your confidence, which is a great reward knowing that the condemnation is what's doing it. We can't fall back. We can't fall back. Because running from the battle is not going to end the battle. Running from the battle is not going to stop the pressure. I know, you know how many people I know, uh, I don't know, their desires are just like flaring and they walk away, they walk away from God because all of a sudden of a moment of passion they just wanted to please themselves and and they just say forget it, you know it's hard, it's hard, I'm just going to stay over here, you know when I was in the world it wasn't so hard, when I was in the world it wasn't so deep like this, I don't know what, what we're learning and what we're teaching them is religion and it's not supposed to be hard, this is supposed to be enjoyable. We're supposed to enjoy step-by-step step with Papa, grabbing his hands. You know, just say, hey, Papa, what's next? What's next? What are we going to do? Oh, you want me to do what? Oh, let's go, to, let's go on a treasure hunt. Let's go on a treasure hunt. Let's go outside. Oh, where's the treasure? He got a red hat. He got a chain on. He got sneakers. Watch out for his knife. All right. You, 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 you just make sure your love pours on him and all of a sudden you start witnessing, wow, somebody gets saved, somebody gets delivered, somebody gets healed. This is supposed to be awesome, but we, our eyes have turned inward to look at something that's already dead. We're looking at zombies because the Bible says we were crucified with Christ. So the victory is not you seeing what's wrong with yourself and trying to fix it. Because religion says you need to get it right. The victory is turning your eyes to the Spirit of God. And He will show you the new creature that you are in Him. That's why I like when uh, so many people raise their hands when they said that they were men and women of God. But we're not going to fall back. And I'm going I'm to explain it in another version. Josh, come up. This is another example of what, how we should respond even if somebody does fall back. Mm-hmm.
1: Ah! Oh yeah, girl, that's what I'm talking about. Them bands that make a dance, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yo, why you looking at my girl for, son? You don't be looking this way, dog. Don't look over here. I'm not playing with you, man. Don't look over here. I'm, not, I, Yo, I'm about that business, boy. I got that. What? I ain't playing, man. I ain't playing with you, dog. Don't look over here, man. You ain't want none of this. I'm telling you right now, man. Yeah, that's right. You better. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm gonna catch you on the humble, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here now. Ma, can I get something to eat? Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, like why are you always on your phone for? Why you don't pay attention to me? Like I'm trying to spend some time with my parents. Like, come on, man. What did I do wrong? You want me to get out? For what? Man, whatever. I ain't got no time for this. Whatever. Man, God, I keep trying. I keep trying. I keep trying. I keep trying. I keep trying to prove my point. I keep trying to make people happy. I keep trying to make people proud. I keep trying to make my family proud, my friends proud, everybody proud, but everybody just keeps turning their back on me. Why? Why? Now I'm sitting here smoking, drinking, and it's all your fault, God. It's not my fault. Look at them. I try to love you. Why don't you love me? Why don't you love me? Why don't you want me? What did I ever do wrong to you? Did I ever do anything wrong to you? I'm so tired of fighting. I'm so tired of trying. I'm so tired of hurting. I'm so tired of pain. I'm tired of rejection. I'm tired of being neglected. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of it all. Why do we keep fighting for? What am I fighting for? God, what am I here for? What is my purpose? Am I really worth anything? Why do you have me here for? Sometimes I just wish I was dead. I'm ugly. I hate myself. I hate life. There's nothing to live for. Man, I'm feeling good right now. Mm. Oh, I'm feeling real good right now, man. Let me get that pill. Let me try that
2: pill. Oh man. God,
1: I. I wish you would just love me. I wish somebody would just love me. I wish somebody would just hug me. I'm not a bad person, man. I just. You know, I made a couple of mistakes, but I work hard. I pay my bills. I love my parents. I love my brother and sister. I love my friends. Why nobody love me for? You know what's funny? When I pray to you, you don't even answer my prayers, God. I told you I wish I was dead. You can't even kill me. Can't even kill me. I give up. I'm done trying. hate life. That right there.
2: Whoa.
0: Man down! Man down! Man down! Man down! I'm tired. They're shooting them religious bullets. Them religious bullets because I'm trying to help you, them religious bullets. They think that you should stay down. They think that you deserve what's happening to you. They think that you deserve this. Now they're shooting at me. They're shooting at me because I love you. They're shooting at me because I want to show you what God's love is all about. I want to show you that because God set me free, I feel that he can set you free. I come to choose sides between you and them. I come to restore sides between you and them. God, Because when the army is won, the battle is won. God finished the work. It's all done. Death lost his grip. Who got stung? Through peace, we stomp on this drag gun. God sits in the right hand, the majesty. Rise up against God as a casualty. Fill the hole in his heart like a cavity. So he can float in your peace like gravity. Matter of fact, like Peter up in Galilee. When he walked on the water like a balcony. Move in the supernatural naturally. Just behold the beauty of God like a pageantry. Don't trust your own ways and strategies. Just present to God your mental faculties. Thanks, God. We gotta break them loose. We gotta break them out. POWs, we don't leave none behind here. We grab them and and even if we risk judgment, we grab them out of their hole and we say, God, no matter what's going on, you're the answer, God. You're the answer. So, Father, right now, there are many of you who are captive but the anointing of God and the presence of God is in this place. Right now, your fight of faith, you may be hit. You may be crying mayday like Jehoshaphat. You may be saying, God, you know, it's, I'm just tired. I just want to be loved and I'm just tired of this. I'm thinking about ending my life. I'm so depressed. You may be stuck in, in, ungl- in an ungodly relationship. You may be saying to yourself, I hate what's going on in my life. I hate my life. I am under torment and I need to be free. I need to touch your love for real. I need to know who you are for real. I'm tired of this religious game. I need to know God for real. And I got one more person who's going to help me explain that. You ready? Ready?
3: And I am singing over you Songs of deliverance and I
0: Glory to God. So I just want to invite you right now to touch that anointing right now. If you've been going through, God just wants to hug you. He doesn't want to condemn you. He doesn't want to judge you. If you've been struggling or wrestling, God just wants to really be here for you. Worship team, if you could, you know, just come up. A lot of the times we fear of giving God everything because we're so used to just being what we what we are. Because that's what we really believe that we are. We have so many things spoken over us for so many years and we don't need to hear it no more. It's already locked in our emotions and that's what we believe. That's what we think. That's what we feel. So that's that has to be my truth. That has to be my reality. But now God fights your reality with his truth, which is his reality. And what God desires to do is to break through what you believe, which is really fear. Believing in the bad rather than believing in the good is fear. So God wants to break through that today. God wants to set everybody free and you don't even have to be bound. You don't even have to be going through. You you could just be grieved in your heart because you just want more of God. You want to you want to reach your next level because not everybody is just going through. Not everybody is just really stuck on something. People are just want to excel. They want to keep going forward. They just want to keep going higher with God. We just and sometimes we feel, you know, God, I just I, I'm doing what I what what I know you told me to do, and I just want more of you. And I'm just thirsty like that. I'm hungry like that. So if you feel in your heart. Whether you're here for the first time and you're like, dang, everybody just seems excited and they're jumping and there's music. It seems, you know, it's kind of real. I mean, I I just feel a little something stirring me, pulling me, pushing me. If you don't know God for the first time, I want to invite you up too. If you don't know God the way you want to know God, I invite you up too.